Savannah has a special.
something definitely worth shouting about and uh, praising the Lord about, that my Savior's alive. Head to John chapter 13, John chapter 13, uh, tonight for a little while. Great to see everybody tonight. This is a, I'm going to look at this familiar passage beginning with John 13, 4. Here's the title. He got up from the supper table. Okay, that's the title for tonight's message. He got up from the supper table. Take a look at John thirteen four. Of course, they're at the they're doing the Passover, right? They're doing the Passover, and before, and this is the same time that he did this uh, foot washing thing, and he also, uh, uh, you know, established the Lord's Supper. All of that that evening. That evening at that table. In John 13 verse 4. He riseth from supper. And laid aside his garments. And took a towel. And girded himself. Father I thank you for this opportunity to share your holy word. Father help us to be a church that's living for you and looking for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, went to see, I mentioned that Left Behind movie, and that was a, it was a good show. I was a little disappointed. I said, I wonder if they can do a good job remaking I think the one by Kirk Cameron's better. It had a clear presentation of the gospel in it. And uh, that's what we need to be doing. Until Jesus comes back, we need to be living for him and looking for him. Okay? Now I want to think about this thought. And uh, I want you to think about this. He riseth from the supper table, and then Jesus went to work. Um, a lot of people, and I shared this thought, I think, with Trey, and we were talking, and of course, uh, usually, eventually, when Trey and I are risen, we, eventually it's going to head to the Bible, something, something he's working on or something I'm working on. And uh, we were talking, I said, and, uh, and I was listening to uh, Friday, I had to get my long run in, and uh, it was a killer. It went to the, I dropped off Karen at work, and they had to go to the deal, and I was trying to get my 15-mile run in, so I was doing la- laps around the uh, city park there, and, and I listened about like four sermons. Jim Rush, he came by with his blower, sh- working for the city, and introduced. I stopped, hit pause on my deal, and, and visited with him, and he said, what are you listening to? I've done, I said, I've done listening to about four sermons by Robbie Zacharias, and some by Chad Graves, and now I'm listening to this book. And uh, took, I had plenty of time, took two and a half hours to get that joker in there, but did. And uh, one of the places, and he said this, I said, man, I've got to store that in a way. Shared this with Trey. I said, and folks, it's this way at every church. Every church is this way. Some people come to worship the Lord. And some people come to watch the worship service. Y'all know there's a difference. Some people come to worship the Lord. And some people come, and especially if a church is like these big mega churches where they have, uh, you know, and you have, uh, you know, whether it be the song service or, and this and that and a big, uh, orchestra or whatever. But you can get caught up in a spectatorship. You can, in other words, I'm a spectator rather than a worshiper. And everybody that, you know, it, that, uh, is Everything we do should point 
to worshiping the Lord. And now, and I was going to, but forgot because my mind was on the missionary committee meeting and this and that. I was going to grab my work jacket, but let's pretend this is the work jacket. It's, well, it really is my work jacket. You know, this is my work clothes. So, and, uh, it's work, work jacket for me. And, uh, so, you know, if I, if y'all are going out to work and most of you have your church clothes and some of you all probably have your work clothes, you know, and they're usually different, but it doesn't matter if somebody wants to come in their work clothes, that's fine. And even here at Promised Land, we celebrate hunting clothes and uh, as a theme and something, but we all have certain clothes we wear and Jesus, and it's kind of like the same thought. And I want you to think about this. Some people come here to church and it's like that saying by Ravi Zacharias, they come to, to worship, to worship. Or they come to watch the worship. Jesus, and then sometimes people come, preacher, feed me. Tell me something about the Bible. Okay, we're done. See you later. Jesus, when he got up from the supper table, this is supper right now. I don't know what y'all call your evening meal, but we call it supper at our house. And so you're getting the evening meal right now. Supper time. Spiritually, we've opened the Word of God and we're going to stay here in John 13 for just a little while, okay? And we're getting spiritually fed supper. The Word of God. And you're thinking about it now when you get up. When you rise from this table tonight, when y'all get through being fed by the Word of God, are you going to put on your work clothes? Are we going to put on our, you know, I don't know what you wear around the house, probably wouldn't want to see what you wear around the house, but you know, you can put on, some of you waddle around in your t-shirt and shorts or whatever, these are my lounge, I've heard so many different names, lounging clothes, and uh, and one time we've hosted how many evangelists? Have we hosted over the years, my family, my kids, uh, love, my, my, matter of fact, I got, I was kind of shocked. Allie walked up, of course, past two revivals, we've had Brother Denby, okay? She loves Brother Denby. Number of reasons, he's a super likable guy. And number two, uh, he has stayed in her room, or well, her room used to be Taylor's room, which is the old master bathroom, or master bedroom in that, uh, master bathroom, in master bedroom in the parsonage over there. And, uh, anyway, and so it's nice for an evangelist to have their own bathroom, you know, your real privacy and everything. So they usually get that room. And, uh, so, and then Brother Denby always leave her like, 30 or 40 bucks and she's like yes he can stay in my room anytime she walked up to him and said that at the they were only there for sunday morning then they had the skedaddle back over here and she said brother denby when i get married i want you to marry me and uh he said no no your dad needs to do that said no my sister did the same thing dad was dad at the wedding Instead of having to be the officiant of the uh, of the ceremony, and I thought that was nice. Brother Denby is a, a super guy, but a lot of times, you know, we come to church, we get fed, and what in the preacher, the evangelist, he he saw me one time. I went after the evening meal, I slipped on my jogging shorts and a t-shirt, and I sat there and we. You mean you sit around in your shorts? I said, I don't sit around in a suit all day. Some people may think I'm dressed like this 24-7. I am not dressed like this 24-7. Okay? I'm sitting around in, in jogging shorts and a t-shirt. And, uh, 
And so, folks, it's up to you. When you leave here tonight, spiritually, it ain't over. It's time. When he got up from the supper table, he put on work clothes. You see the point there? He, he put the towel on. He, he got his stuff out. He got the basin of water. He got the stuff he needed to what? He said, now I'm getting up from the table. It's time to go to work. And in our text, notice this. So he's getting up to ready to work. He's, he's showing them here, I've got some work I've got to do. I'm getting up from the supper table. There's work. We're through eating. We're through eating now. Passover. All of that, we're through eating. Let me give you some instruction here. Let's go to work. And then in verse uh, 5, uh, <clears throat> it says, After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with the towel that he had on. That it says that he was girded. That's old English for that he had on. So, he, man, he was ready. He had, the, he had the nail apron on, so to speak. He had the hammer. He had the saw. He had the measuring tape. He's ready to go to work for the Lord, so to speak. He had what he needed. But notice this. The disciples, think about it. The very first church, and these guys are learning from the Son of God. The Son of God is teaching a lesson. And then verse 6 happened. Then he cometh to Simon Peter and he said unto him, You going to wash my feet? Verse 7, Jesus said, Well, what I do thou knowest not now. In other words, you may not understand what I'm doing, but hang on. And then, then it said, notice it says at the end of verse 7, But thou shalt know hereafter. What does that mean? Just hang on, wait a second. I've, I'm, tr I'm trying to teach you. And so Peter's arguing, and he goes on to say in verse 8, uh, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And it's kind of like this. Some people want to come, and you can't make people do anything. You have to choose whether to rise from the supper table and go to work. So when we leave here, I'm not, I'm not going to chase behind you. Hey, have you witnessed to somebody this week? Have you invited to somebody to church? Have you, uh, you know, you can't, I saw you at church. Are you, did you hear what I preached? I'm not coming behind you and asking you. And y'all know what I love to do. When y'all leave tonight and say good sermon, I may ask you what I preached on. Now that's a that's a Jim Dandy one because they'll say y'all the Bible or something you know and I can't remember you catch people off guard they're not ready for that question sometimes good sermon preacher what did I preach on you know but I'm not coming behind you this is between you and God whether you want to and listen what Peter say to Jesus no -uh. I'm not going to be a part of this lesson. I don't think what you're doing is right. I don't even uh, think what you... I don't, let's change the subject. Change the sermon, preacher. I've had people through the years tell me uh, uh, what to preach and how to preach and changing and didn't like what, you know, this and that. But, uh, you know, and Jesus, I love the way he responded. He didn't get throw a fit. Listen here, Peter, I've had enough of you. You know, you just sit back and you just get up. I've got to tell you something. I've got to, he didn't get angry. He just said, Peter, we can't have fellowship if you don't 
open up and just listen to what I've got to say. Just, just hear me out. Give me a chance. When he said that, Peter changed his mind. He said, not only my feet, Lord, but wash all of me. And, verse, and notice this. Notice this. That's verse 9. Verse 8 is where he said, you can have no part. No, I want to have fellowship with you. Verse 9. Now, this is it. If you have your Bible, you can look at it. And it says, basically, you have a question. You have something you have to decide. In verse 9, when he said, but also my hands and my head, are you going to go all in? You're sitting on the fence. He's kind of making up his mind. Okay, Lord, you're teaching me something here. I understand that. You're preaching the Word. And I've got to decide whether I'm all in. It's up to you. In verse 10, Jesus said to him, He that is washed needeth not saved or just to wash his feet, but you're clean. Which means, but some of you are not clean at all. Did he? Did he? Did Jesus mean that some of them weren't wasn't wearing deodorant? <laughs> he wasn't talking about that, was he? He wasn't talking about. Hey, it's been a while since some of y'all have taken a bath. <laughs> uh, we went to Romania, Karen and I did one time, and we was talking about personal hygiene because it's uh, it's on the same parallels like Minnesota. It's cold all the time up there in in Romania. And plus, they're higher elevated. Way up there, a lot of it in Transylvanian Mountains. That's where Dracula's from. Okay, neat story. And uh, it was a real person, but his name was Vlad, the son of Dracul. Uh, anyway, uh, they said they wash out of a, a bowl. They don't take baths. That's why some of them are scared to death to get baptized. Very first, they freaked out when some of them got immersed. They had never been underwater ever. And missionaries trying to teach them about baptism. And they're, you know, they built a little baptistry that was so small that the preacher couldn't get in. You know, you stood on the outside like a big uh, horse water trough. And you built it about like that. And you immersed them, buried them in the water. They, most of their baths were taken with just a soapy washcloth and whatnot. But you, know, you and I both know that this verse is not talking about personal cleanliness. What's he talking? He's talking about some of them weren't saved. Some of them weren't. You could even say some of them maybe were saved but not living right. He said, some, you are clean. But notice he said, but not all. Well, <clears throat> And then verse 12 through 16 is what I call our ultimate example. He said, look at the end of verse 12. And I'm going to put it this way. Do you understand what I just did to you? You see that there? And it says in Old English, know you not what I've done to you. Do you understand what I just did to you? Because all of them got their feet washed. And you call me master and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you, notice this, an example. That what? That you should follow. And it didn't mean foot washing. It meant being a servant and getting up and go to work. So, folks, tonight 
We, if we're going to be a growing church, if we want to be a church that's concerned for the lost, if we want to be a church, and we've done it, we've done it already. So many of our, our ministries, so many of the things that we do are in the community or either inviting the community to our church. Like the feeding the football team, uh, see you at the pole. Upward ministry, of course, Awana, all these things where either people are coming here or we're going to people. And then so being a servant, folks, we're not out here to say, uh, we're the best church. We're the best church. Look at our church. No, the best slogan we can ever have is look at our Savior. Look at our Savior. It's all about Jesus. And if other churches are singing that tune, that's why I say whether they plug in here at Promised Land or they plug in somewhere, go to work for Jesus. Get up from the supper table. When you leave church, you're getting up from the supper table spiritually, and it's time to put on the towel, put on the work clothes, and go to work. He's our ultimate example. Verse 17, we're going to end on. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. And notice this, the very end of verse 17, everybody looking at it? If you do them. So is there, is that part of the gospel? Do. We have to actually do something. So when we come here, you're, you say, well, I'm doing something. I'm listening to you. No, you, you can be passively just sitting there. Matter of fact, some people say, I let it go in one ear and out the other. So you can actually be listening to me and not doing anything. It's time to rise up from the supper table and go to work. It's, the Bible is about doing the gospel, being the gospel, telling the gospel. Those are all verbs. And verbs, last time I checked, are action words, doing stuff. As we get ready for him invitation, Father, I thank you for this time together that our church would not be just a church where we are passive, where we just sit, but dear Lord, and I know we are, we have a bunch of working people. We have a bunch of people that are living and doing and telling and helping and serving. And dear Lord, that's why... That people want to come join our church. That's why people want to be a part of our church. is because we're a church that's alive and that's trying to live it. We're not perfect by any means. But help us always to keep our eyes focused on you. To rise from the supper table. And to put on the work clothes. And go to work. In Jesus' name, amen.